what awaits you? Good morning, Christian America. We need to remember as Christians, not just all the goodness that Jesus brings to us, not just all the, the goodness and the abundance that Jesus has for us, that he wants for us, that he has a plan for us, that we are his handiwork, as Paul says in the book of Ephesians, to live out the call that he has, has called us to. But we also need to remember his call for us to carry our cross, to pick it up, to move it, to follow him. When we do that, let us not forget what awaits us in that process. Let's talk about that briefly as we get ready for the weekend. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort. If you support what we're trying to do here, if you support the revitalization of the Christian faith, like this podcast, share this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, this YouTube channel, this Rumble channel, um, this Locals uh, uh, platform. We're on all the social media platforms, at least nearly all the social media platforms, TikTok, Parler, Getter. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're on all those things. Follow us and subscribe uh, Subscribe to the podcast. And hopefully uh, these messages will inspire you, will inform you, and then will educate you to spread the word of God, to spread Jesus's love to your neighbor, to your friend, to your enemy, to those you work with, and everybody that you encounter. Let the, the light of Christ be seen in your actions, in your words. And that's why we come to you today um, in that light to, to talk to you briefly about something we talked on the, the previous podcast when we were going through the gospel of Mark, when Jesus is being crucified, where he's beaten, beaten, where he's being beaten, he's being mocked, he's, uh, he's being made fun of, he's being crowned with thorns, they've ripped his clothes off, they put a cloak on his bloodied body so that that blood dries onto that cloak, and then they rip that cloak off, thereby reopening and opening his wounds, they carry, they, they, they bring him his cross after he's beaten, after he's uh, made fun of in front of the town, right? It's not, this is not in some far, law, uh, far off place. This is in, in, in the middle of the town, tied or chained to a pillar. He's getting beaten with a cat's tail it, within an inch of his life. And he's being made to carry this instrument of torture that the Romans used so well against their enemies and those who would try to overthrow them. He's carrying this cross. He's carrying it uphill. He falls three separate times. He sees his mother watching him as he's going through this process. He can't carry it all the way. The, the, the Romans enlist Simon the Cyrene to help him carry this cross. When he gets to Golgotha, when he gets to Calvary, they they, they nail his hands and his feet into this cross and they hang him up. They crucify him for everyone to see. And he's got criminals to his left and his right. And he is blameless. He is not a criminal. He hasn't done anything, but he's put with them. And then it doesn't stop as he's there beaten, bloodied on display. People come by, the people that he was preaching in front of, uh, they come by and they ridicule him. They mock him. 
They try to test him in front of his mother, in front of John, the disciple, who in front of Mary Magdalene, who was there, these three who were there to the end to watch this whole scenario play out in front of his mother. And they ridicule him. They mock him. They look up. You know, he said he was going to tear down the temple and rebuild it in three days. Let him come down from the cross. And then the scribes make fun of him in front of everyone around who called for his crucifixion, called for his persecution. Friends, let's take a good look at this. Read in the scripture. Go through line by line. Understand that this is what awaits us if we are to follow Christ. And let us not turn from that, but let us turn towards that. Because it's only through the crucifixion that Jesus can go through the resurrection and that he eventually he hits the ascension where he ascends to the right hand of God, the father, that he ascends to that hierarchy in heaven, that he opens up these gates for us so that we too may inherit eternal life if we follow him, if we call him Lord, if we accept that he is the Lord and Savior. Because he is, but it's on us to accept that. We have to accept that for ourselves. We have to accept him as our Lord and Savior. If we choose not to, if we choose to only hinge our faith on the abundance that God uh, uh, tells us about, that Jesus tells about, and we miss what the cross is all about, when if we miss the fact that he died and was tortured for us, then we miss almost everything. I wouldn't say everything because I don't like to speak in absolutes, but we miss almost everything. And it's not just me saying this because of what I just explained to you, because of what Jesus says, what it means to pick up his cross and carry him. He says it also in uh, the gospel of Mark in chapter 10, when he, when, when the rich young man goes away and he tells his disciples that those who give up all these things, they give up their houses, they give up their brothers and sisters and their family and their children for this, for the sake of me, for my sake, and for the sake of the good news. Well, not, he will receive a hundred times in this life, a hundred times but there's a caveat that he follows that a lot of people don't like to mention or they or they strategically stop right there. But he says, you'll receive a hundred times in this life with persecutions, with persecutions. Look at the disciples. They were all persecuted. So it's not just me. It's not, I, I don't want anyone to say, well, Eddie, you're taking this con this scripture out of context it's not out of context because if it's out of context if i'm taking it out of context then the disciples who were with jesus were taking his entire ministry out of context because what we see when jesus ascends to heaven and he sends the holy spirit upon his disciples every single one of them is persecuted every single one of them is jailed is beaten James is beheaded um, numerous times. Those who are alive become get jailed 
and beaten and stoned in all these various places. John is eventually exiled to Patmos in Greece. Paul, once he recognizes the truth of Christ and who Jesus actually is, does he have an easy life? Does he have an abundant life? At least the way we look at abundance in the material world and in this materialistic world? No. He lives a hard life. He lives a persecuted life. He lives one where he's snake bitten, where he's stoned, where he's beaten, where he's run out of town, where he's shipwrecked because he's trying to spread the word of God. He's trying to spread the message that Christ tells us to spread. For us, it's simple. You get on Facebook, you do a live feed, and you say something that Jesus did for you in your life or for someone that you know, or just read scripture to your friends and to your family, those who follow you. It's easy. Paul didn't have that choice. He had to go. He had to walk hundreds of miles from town to town, from synagogue to synagogue. And when he got there to preach, they didn't like what they heard, most of them. The people who were in charge, the people with the power, the local leaders of the synagogues, the local chief priests of whatever town that he entered in, the Romans didn't want to hear it. They stoned him outside, and, and they were calling for his, for his life outside of the auditorium. He went to Greece, and he told them at the Areopagus about Jesus, about the one God that went completely in the face of what the Greeks believed at the time. And what happened to him because of this? He wasn't liked. He was ridiculed. He was beaten. He picked up his cross numerous times and tried to follow in Christ's path. Same thing with Peter, crucified in Rome, upside down because he didn't feel that he was worthy to be crucified in the same manner in which Jesus was. Stephen, the first martyr, who stood up to the Pharisees and the religious of, the, of his day to bear witness to the testimony of Jesus Christ. Stephen, the first martyr. Did you know, this interesting aside, did you know that the word martyr uh, is Greek, comes from the Greek word witness? to see. Do you think that's a coincidence? So the people who, who see, who, who bore witness to Christ were martyrs. But that's because they were all killed. And the word martyr, witness to Christ, became the word that we associate with being killed for something greater than yourself, being a martyr. That's where that word comes from. It comes from the word witness. And that witness in the, in the form of being persecuted to death, being a martyr, was associated with the witnesses of Christ. That's what awaits us. And that's okay. We need to not turn from it. We need to turn towards it. We need to understand it so when it comes, we're not surprised we're not in fear, and we don't turn ourselves away from Christ the way that Peter did when he was shocked, when he was surprised. He thought he was following Christ, and all of a sudden, 
The crowd turned on him and he got scared and he denied him not once, not twice, but three times. And he felt the shame, but he didn't stop there. He regrouped, he regathered himself. He went, when Jesus appears to him and the rest of the disciples, he repents and he follows, he, he redeems himself three times when Jesus asked him, will you feed my sheep? Will you feed my sheep? Will you feed my sheep? Yes, yes, and yes, Lord, I will. He redeems himself in that moment. And from that moment, he doesn't turn away from the persecutions anymore. When after receiving the Holy Spirit in the day of Pentecost, he goes into the city square, him and John, and they preach the word of God. And even when they're jailed, even when they're threatened, even when they're told by the chief priests and the Sanhedrin at the time, never preach in the name of Jesus again. They don't lie to him. They don't, they don't try to obfuscate what's going on. They're honest and they face their accusers. They face their persecutors face to face, eyeball to eyeball. And they say, no, we will not stop preaching in the name of Jesus. Friends, this is the type of life that we are called to live. If we are to be disciples of Christ, then we need to live out the, the, the lives of the first disciples, of Jesus himself, because Jesus set that standard. Speak the truth until the point of death. Then Stephen did, then James did, then Peter did, then Andrew did, then all of them did. Then Paul did. And for the next generations, for the next 100, 200 years, the disciples of those first disciples, the second generation disciples, martyrs, the third generation disciples, martyrs. And to this day, there are Christian martyrs all around the world. If we are to profess to be believers in Christ, we must be willing to do as these believers, as these disciples did. We need to be able to, we, we should be striving to live a life so dedicated to Christ and his word that the world would want to persecute us, to crucify us, to martyr us in order to silence us. And I challenge everyone today, and, and, and I will challenge myself as well, to see if you are living the life where the world wants to silence you. And if you're not, how can you? And so, friends, if you like messages like this, if you, if you, if you seek inspiration, information, and education on the word of God and how we can use it to grow the community, to grow our faith in Jesus across our nation, to rebuild our nation on love, the love of God, the love of Christ on the cornerstone in which the builders rejected. If you, if you support that mission, if you support it, we don't ask for donations. I know you think I'm about to ask for money. We don't ask for donations. You can't donate to this organization. All you can do is subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to this channel, wherever you're watching. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, on, uh, we will see you again on Monday as we continue down our journey through the gospel of Mark. And until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.